Are yes. You, are you able? Are you are you ready, willing, and able? Yes. Good morning. Good evening. Good night. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. That's, Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Hanukkah. I think we covered the Hanukkah is over last week. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, from our resident Jewish guy. Stanley Hudson, Zero Rex Manning. We are Rexless this evening. Captain Reverso, executive producer, Common Man's Common Sense. Uh, so we uh, wear, wear a man down this evening. My counterpart is not here. We're going to roll with it like this. Uh, we're starting, I guess this was a uh, one of two fake, well, this this had live questions. There was a pre-recorded and then with the uh, fake president. And then he, I guess he apparently, according to him, during this interchange was not supposed to be taking questions. So we'll have a short clip to open with where he gets disgruntled for even being asked questions. And then ultimately the point of this particular one was he's going to explain his opinion on what mandating a vaccine for the trucking industry would do for the supply chain issues that we're having that they also contended in a different interview that didn't exist at all, that the shelves are full and everything's fine, that it's, that it's made up, which I personally can speak from experience in my industry and my shelves at work are empty. Peppermint Patty just had a press conference today saying that Biden saved Christmas. I don't know if you guys saw that. We, we might have to pull that up. I, I, I did not see that, which uh, thankfully, dude, we haven't had anything with her in a couple of weeks, and I haven't seen much with her, and I'm not complaining because I, I detest that. Well, you know, she had COVID, so she had to quarantine for 20 days. Yeah. She pulled through it? Yeah. Sometimes I wish that COVID was what they sold it as. <laughs> but roll this one, dude. Now look, you want to talk to me about what's on here, you can ask me a question. One of the things, wait, 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 wait a minute. I, you asked the first question, did I get my test today? Yes, I did, before I walked in here. Okay? And I, I haven't gotten the result yet. I, as I walked over. Okay. I say no. Thank and his answer is no. Well, it's... Will it have an effect on the supply chain issues? I say no. <laughs> I mean, we're dealing with an ultimate brain surgeon. So they brought us this far. They've got it this mocked up. And they're going to continue to to do it. And it just, like I think we've all said before, at this point it looks like this is by design. Uh, but speaking of vaccine mandates, another one from the uh, quick video from the WHO director general. And his name doesn't matter because it's gibberish. He's... I don't know what he is. Don't care. I don't respect him, so we're not even going to say his name. But the, the so if it, the, the, they call it a Freudian slip, uh, and a lot of the the left media was saying that. I mean, they had a million excuses. Snope said that what that he didn't what he didn't say what you're about to hear. So, uh, we'll we'll, we'll play it, and then we will. Uh, discuss some of what the leftist media said he might have said or did say, and you guys can determine for yourselves. And then we'll probably play it a second time afterwards. Going to be used, it's better to focus on those groups who have risk of severe disease and death, rather than as we see some countries are using to give boosters to kill children, which is not right. What, what did you, <laughs> what did that sound like to you? They were giving boosters to kill children and that's not right. I mean, wow. That sounds like the truth. I, I'm not saying that their boosters are killing children at all, 
He did. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm saying it's not right when they're using the boosters to kill children. I mean, that's that's well, but the media was saying that he he started. He said like CHI like he he stumbled when he said children was their excuse. So like what they were in writing, like in the in in the articles recapping it, would be he the way they wrote that would be he said ch children. That's, no, that's not no. like kill. He didn't stutter or slip. That was yeah, and then some completely omitted, completely omitted the entire word. Recapping, I think I think I think that Snopes was the one that, that just com completely omitted the word. Um, but just just for the sake of clarification, because maybe he did say ch children. He he might have. So let's just listen again and double check. So if it's going to be used, it's better to focus on those groups who have risk of severe disease and death, rather than, as we see, some countries are using to give boosters to kill children, which is <laughs> not right. There was no ch ch children. Even in his broken English, you can understand yeah. that. K-k-k-k-kill Chia. Yeah, there was a definite difference between ki and chi. What else could he have been trying to say? I don't to kill children, to cake children, to call children, to kick children. I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, he said kill. Yeah, that that's not good. Um, Pfizer, I, I was reading too. I don't, I don't have this one up, but they're buying uh, like a cardiovascular like biopharma company for uh, was it six point seven billion dollars. And so people are kind of suspicious because of the cardiovascular issues that are that are developing after people get this shot. Hmm. And to me, I, I, a lot of people talk to me about the vaccine stuff this week, and uh, I'm kind of shocked at the people that people are still like that that are getting booster shots. I I just don't get it. And in fact, I was talking to my brother about it. This afternoon, and because I guess he got the first two, like so that, that wouldn't be considered a booster because the first round I think was two, whatever brand that I don't know what brand it was, but he was just saying you know nobody knew, like it was all fear tactics and fear mongering used to to push this thing to get to get people to get it, and one of the things that Rex is always talking about, and I actually talked to Rex about this today, because I've been reading the numbers and and the numbers that there's like. Oh, there's there's only the one of the ones I read said it was like 30 million people left unvaccinated. Yeah, like the number keeps going down and down and down until like, hmm. But one way they're able that they're able to drop back up is because now if if they need to dial that back, let's say you're not fully vaccinated, exactly you didn't what get your do. booster. That's exactly what they'll do, and so. But I, I don't know. I like I have a big problem with just the way. People don't seem to realize that they're using fear. And, like, I was just, whatever happened to Americans ain't not being scared of nothing, dude. Like, having big balls, red blood, and two middle fingers, that's my, that's what happened to that. And because it's okay to be that way. And and, and they always try to paint us as knuckle-dragging Neanderthals anyways. So what difference does it make? Like, I'm not getting it. And, and so I talked to another customer today. Like, he was talking about his boss. I was surprised his boss actually voted for Joe Biden, which I was shocked to find out. 
especially in the industry that I'm in, you know, automotive based and, and knowing the guy like, and knowing his dad, cause I know his dad did not. And he, and he said, he asked me if, if I had that vaccine, which I do no, I don't, I don't care. Like, dude, anybody can ask me. No, it's all good. I don't have nothing to hide. Like, it's not that I'm not to hide. Granted, that's your personal information. But like I said, I got two middle fingers, man. And I can use them. <laughs> like, if you don't like it, you can take two of these. And, well, well, I got an opinion like everybody. And, you know, it's just, but it's my opinion. People can do what they want. And I agree with that. Obviously, yeah, that was never off the table. Well, people can do what they want. But it's becoming to a point where people that can't, they can't do what they want because they're not, they don't want them to be able to be unvaccinated. And, um, and, and that's kind of my, my point with that, this little side rant is uh, whatever happened to being loud about things, loud, boisterous, like we're supposed to be and not fearful, fearful of, oh, well, if they find out I'm not, or if, if they find out I'm saying this, or if, if they care what my opinion is, who gives a crap, man? We were never supposed to live in fear, fear that you're going to catch coronavirus. I don't know, silliness to me. I just, I don't, Americans ain't supposed to, and I talked, I said this last week and I've just been thinking about it this week. Why, why was everybody so fearful that they believe these, the, the same liars that I discussed last week? Because they're the ones towing that line. Oh, yeah, let it out. Are we doing deep breathing exercises over there? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I lost my train of thought, thanks to Captain Reverso. It just I, it bothers me, man, that they don't, that people, a lot of people, because so many people, one after the other, are getting these booster shots based on fear that pushed by people that you know are, are bona fide liars and mistruthful, and in my opinion, in the long run, what all of this has to do with now, especially at this point, I think this is in large part what it had to do with before because you're looking at, on average, domestically, annually, 600,000 deaths from cancer, 660, 650,000 deaths from heart disease. Okay, where's the epidemic? Where's the, where's the massive constraints and control to curb those things? And... I just I, I don't I don't get the the fear based tactics that tell you you're going to get this and die when the, when the statistics and numbers are what they actually are it it makes no sense to me and I'm I'm kind of surprised at the amount of people still buying into the fear because this this has to do with with in my opinion universal mail in ballots it's what it had to do with before that's what they're gearing up with the like getting the statistics the the and it, one of the things they're not doing right now was talking about deaths for several reasons. One reason they're not talking about deaths is because if they were, it would make Joe Biden look bad the same way they employed that tactic to make Donald Trump look bad. And now, and this is my opinion, something they could have attributed. So, you know, there was like death with COVID or death from COVID. They were calling everything death from COVID, even if you died of something else with COVID. They're not doing that now. And, and so that makes you know, the deaths look better. But then they're talking about cases, case count, but they only fixate on the case count. Florida, for example, they had a spike in Florida. Death count didn't increase. But, and where was it in the uh, Northeast? I'm, draw, I'm drawing a blank, but I, I was just reading. No, it was, I want to say it was D.C. had the biggest increase and the most cases per capita, even with all their rules and all the, oh, the mandates York. in place. It was New York City. Pretty was, sure it was D.C. Oh, I know they were talking about New York was the same way also. Yeah. Well, it doesn't surprise me because everywhere they have instituted these stupid backwards policies, you're getting the same result. And so none of, none of it's even working. None of it's none of, it's not working. And so good, good, normal, reasonable people fell for the fear tactics. Man, we're not supposed – like, you can't just live in fear. And, and my dad – and, and Rex, too, said that stuff from the onset. I, I just can't understand it. I can't reconcile it. But 
we'll uh, we'll move on. We got plenty to cover this evening. You're listening to Common Man's Common Sense. Are going to win. Also, just wanted to note the president, of course, just met um, with a number of business leaders and industry leaders about uh, efforts to address bottlenecks in the supply chain. I think you all saw him uh, give his uh, give remarks on that as well. But as the New York Times said today, Christmas gifts are arriving on time this year. Good news. We've saved Christmas. And that is because President Biden recognized this challenge early, acted as an honest broker to bring key stakeholders together and focused on addressing practical problems across the global supply chain. Uh, here are just a few key points of progress. The number of Containers sitting on the docks at the ports of LA and Long Beach for over eight days have fallen by nearly 50%. The average amount of time containers sit on docks has fallen by a week. Oh, the price of shipping it. a container. I can't between. take anymore. The the break, her COVID break was beautiful. So I don't think we covered her for two episodes. And it, it was nice. It was a nice vacation from her face and mouth and fake hairdo. She's fetching. Yeah, she's fetching, all right, to a freaking canine. Oh. And what... Mm. There's so many things. I made a few notes during that because this was impromptu. We didn't plan to, to have this. So Reverso just threw this in. And did he or did he not a few months ago already meet with business leaders? And didn't he mandate that they were going to do X amount of overtime or however that yeah. was? And that was a failure. And then the the blatant hypocrisy of saying he recognized this problem early on while the transportation secretary was – wearing a bra with a bottle in it, you know, quote, unquote, chest feeding a baby. For how, how long was he off for uh, maternity leave? Uh, paternity? Six or eight weeks, I believe. Right. So that's how you recognize this problem early on, complete horse crap. And then the, 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 the richest part to me that stuck out the most from what she just said outside of like, oh, we saved Christmas, was he was an honest broker. That guy has not been any honest in any part of his life ever. Like, you, an honest broker, like, mm. Stop! Just stop, lady. You're you're I'm, you're gonna you're gonna make my head explode. Mm. I was just thinking about some ways that they've saved Christmas. You know, just some of the thoughts that come to my mind was okay. Christmas toys are more expensive. Christmas gifts are more expensive. Christmas dinner is more expensive. Uh, you can't afford a new house. You can't find a new house. You can't find a new car. You can't afford a used car. And they're telling you that you can't even get together with your family for Christmas. So that don't sound... And I think that's the most poignant thing about what you just said, is that now everybody's favorite person whose name I don't like to use because I hate his name... uh, Yeah, So it don't sound to me like they've saved Christmas at all. It sounds to me like Christmas from hell. If if you play by their rules, of course, anybody with a brain and balls isn't going to play by their rules. And if people don't let that same stupid, idiotic, paralyzing fear keep them from living a normal life, and and a lot of people are not, you would have to be out of your ever-loving mind to think that I wouldn't spend Christmas around my family if that's what I want to do. But the crazy thing is, there's morons out there that won't spend time around their family because these idiots that are bona fide, proven, time and time and time and time again, liars, tell them not to. Which, one of the things is, though, to negate everything you just said in their defense— all the things of the increased cost that you just outlined have been offset by the six cents they saved on a July 4th hot dog deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Get, get out of town. It's just insanity. And, and then how she's talking about, you know, the ports are down 50%. Well, it's because they have changed the way the vessels are coming in. That only about 30 vessels set within sight 
of the Port of Los Angeles and Long Beach this week waiting for berths at gateways that has come to symbolize the U.S. supply chain bottleneck. More than 60 others destined for the port complex remain in waters further out to sea, some hundreds or even thousands of miles away, including ships that reduce speed during their voyage from Asia to delay their arrival. The ships are complying with voluntary a voluntary system set up last month by maritime officials because of fears the ports can't safely accommodate the crush of waiting vessels as winter weather sweeps in. So she, she refers to it as a bottleneck, but then she said practical problems. And so according to what you're saying, you guys are no different. And, and this... So this they just move the goalposts further away, like they do on everything. Right, but this phenomenon manifests itself every in a variety of ways. But the the people are all the same: unqualified people in positions they don't, they shouldn't be in, and they have no idea what they're doing. And this isn't Joe Biden. This is the morons that are within his his administration. It rem, it always has reminded me of a, a kid playing with their food. You're not eating it. You're moving it around on the plate, and that's what they've done. It's disingenuous and intellectually insulting for this moron that knows nothing about any of that to, to refer to it as practical problems. And granted, I know someone else wrote that for her or she wrote it just however. Stop that. If they're practical problems, you've, you idiots still haven't solved them because you're completely inept. And it, I can't stop saying it. I'm, not, I'm sure people are tired of hearing it, but this is what happens when an election gets stolen. Completely unqualified, communist, moronic idiots get into a position, and now they're running into each other. It's like a clown car. You're a bunch of bungling idiots that have no idea what you're doing. You don't have to edit that because I edited it myself. Good job. It's highly, highly infuriating to, to listen. It, and how do you think the people that actually are in that industry feel watching this idiot talk about things she has no clue about? No clue. Because, yeah, come on, man. I, I'm, I'm spent on this one. So since we're done with Raggedy Ann, what do you, what do you call her? Peppermint Patty. <laughs> Peppermint Patty. That's good too. Since we're done with Peppermint Patty and moving on, uh, revisiting from last week, they Project Veritas, who had, the story we talked about with the uh, how, whatever number pedo this is with CNN, they released his name and um, Rick Rick Salaby S A L E E B Y Salibi. I think I think that's actually a typo. I think it's Salizi. Is how S U H L E E Z Y. I think that's how it's supposed to be spelled. But yeah, and they actually have a GoFundMe up for the the woman that that blew the whistle on him. And then equally as important, the well, how do we look? Well, the mother of the child because that wasn't his biological children. Obviously, that was his, or rather that was his fiance's child. He was making all these disgusting um, comments and fantasies and and text and trying to get pictures of. That was his stepdaughter, or or soon to be stepdaughter, is his fiance's daughter. She had three kids, and now she's she's not with him, and so she's trying to raise money and to to get back on her feet, and then have legal fees to to fight this uh, pervert. And then there was a piece on the New York Post about the other one, the John Griffin, the other whatever number pedo from CNN. Yes, there's more than one. There's more than two. I think there's three. And I, there actually might be a fourth now. I can't remember, but they're they're laden with them. I think there's pretty much everybody at CNN is probably a pedophile or something. Like, they're a pervert no matter what. You know what I mean? And, like, this isn't conjecture, hyperbole. This isn't hyperbole, oh, man. man. You're all perverts. <laughs> Dude, show me one that's not a pervert, and I'll show you somebody that does not actually work at CNN. Uh <laughs> So, New York Post fired seat in this, and this, I'm going to go ahead and and, and uh, warn the, the listeners. It, I know people don't like 
the the trans stuff and like when they're messing with the kids. But this is what CNN is. And again, I think that people, the good 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 people that that have the right frame of mind and politically politically are aligned with the way that we think, but good people still fall for this BS, the fear mongering that that is put out by people like this. This is how disingenuous and sick these people are. This is what they're made of. And remember, this wasn't you know the guy that was in the mail room or the janitor. This is one of the producers and this guy this is the one that worked with Chris Cuomo another pervert who's is also fired from CNN <laughs> pervert number whatever he was I imagine that 4 5 6 whatever the hell he was Behind Don Lamont. 17 21 fired CNN producer John Griffin tried to quote deceive delete and spin his way out of being held accountable for his alleged sex crimes against a minor, new court documents allege. In a motion to keep him in jail until his trial, U.S. Attorney Nicholas P. Karras said Griffin's detention is crucial to community safety. He is a, quote, wealthy man who is desperate to avoid facing justice with a history of mental illness, substance abuse, and alleged sexual assault of a minor, Karras said, who cited, pardon me, Jeffrey Epstein court documents in the motion. The motion filed Monday offers more details about Griffin's alleged actions, including that he offered a woman... $30,000 in January 2020 for a mother and daughter getaway. In March 2020, he offered another woman $1,200 for sex, saying he would put up, pardon me again, saying he would up the, up the payment to $5,000, quote, if the kids are in the room, the feds said. When chatting with someone online who admitted to sexually assaulting a baby, Griffin reassured the assailant, saying, Quote, you need to promise me that you will always understand that what you are doing is right, okay? Chats show him calling young girls and babies explicit names like little slut, little whore, and little bitch. And that's as far as I can go with that because it's making my stomach turn. Mm-hmm. This this is the most trusted name in news. This is this yeah. is and again, this dude is not somebody unimportant, somebody obscure. This is an integral part of their programming and their network. He's at the highest levels of the network. There is no way other people did not know what this dude was doing. I don't have a lot to to expound on it. That's CNN. <laughs> you know what I mean? There you go. Like anything. <laughs> you know, this is the this is CNN. I'm sure if to yeah. be able to pay a woman thirty thousand dollars for a single event yeah. he has to play a key role at cnn to Absolutely. just be able to have disposable Absolutely. income like that great point it, it just boggles my mind i got i'm just gonna just reread it when it's stomach turning when chatting with someone online who admitted to sexually assaulting a baby and remember these are the guy this this is the group of people constantly advocating for quote-unquote women's rights wholesale murder, abortion. Griffin reassured the assailant saying, quote, you need to promise me that you'll always understand what you're doing is right, okay? And and this is, to me, th- this is like demonic possession stuff right here, dude. You're Put a bullet in this dude's head. If you have the data that shows that this guy said this, they do because they're saying this is federal documentation that's coming out in these hearings. Put a bullet in this bastard and I would freaking sing, I, I would, I would, sleep like a baby it'd, it'd be beautiful dude you rotten sack of crap that and that's cnn and so what does this tell you about the other people that work at cnn that talk the same like all the people with that frame of mind the mindset of killing babies and all the other just like the things we talk about the sexual depravity 
this is what sexual depravity looks like when it and it, when it manifests itself as, to somebody of this level of wealth. They they talk about Epstein. Think about the people that were running with Epstein. Bill Gates was running with Epstein, said all these weird things. This is what these sick perverts are made of. The common theme, what are these what are all, what are all these perverts telling people to do right now? You you want to make personal health decisions for everybody, your network, the people that run in these same pervert circles. We've seen them. We've covered it. They talk about it constantly. They want to talk about your health and your family's health and your children's health and what you should be doing. And these guys are the ones that help propagate, push out that narrative, spread it out as far as they can go. They disseminate that narrative with those same people on this network. And this is the stuff they say and do when they think nobody knows is that molesting babies is right. That's what you think. What you you need to promise me that you will understand that what you're doing is right, okay? What, dude? You can't even make this shit up. This is CNN. So don't want to hear it about about CNN. Like CNN should be wiped off the map, dude. Their headquarters should be shut down. Raid the back. Because here's the thing: why don't you go and seize all? Because I think it was 17 devices yeah. they took from this dude. What the hell else is on other CNN people's devices? Dude, if you want a clean house on child trafficking, find out, get these perverts freaking communication equipment and find out what the hell's all on it. But then, like Reverso said, how many months was it? 17 months before he was arrested from the when they seized his devices. So how many more children did he... What What does that indicate to you, though? What What, what might anybody think that that Complacency. indicates? Complacency. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... That's... Complacency or, or complicity? Yeah, complicity. Yeah, so the thing is, it's like um, any mother... Any father that continues to support this stuff, I mean, how, how can you tell me that's okay? I mean, how can you, how in the world can you oh, tell they, me they, that they, that's okay? They'll imagine it's relegated to this one guy. They'll downplay his positioning at the network. That's exactly what they'll do. My question, too, though, he's offering $30,000. How many times did he do this and it worked? Because obviously, yeah. dude, you've done it before. Yeah, they should get a forensic accountant in there. Yes, Absolutely. Literally. I know. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because you, you can trace this money. Like, oh, absolutely. Where's this money going? Where's that money uh -huh. going? Yeah. How, how many? And, and not only that, the, the people that you paid need to be dealt with as well. Yeah. Yeah. What, what a, and, and this is just one guy. So uh, to recap, Salisby, this is working backwards, was the latest. Griffin, Cuomo, Don Lemonhead, Tubin. And now they're saying there's, my, my wife had mentioned, there's another new one, potentially. It's just. It's going to be nobody left at the company. That's what I'm saying. Dude, you, you guys are, com, you're, you're comprised of complete reprobate perverts. That's all that works at CNN. But it, it's how they're able to even exist. Like, and on one hand, you say the house of cards is falling apart. But it's, it's interesting that going to the, to the pay model, like the subscription model now, like I said last week, where. A uh, douchebag from Fox went, Chris Wallace, because that's going to be a failure too. So it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But they, yeah, enough about that. I keep meaning to tell everybody uh, every week, and sometimes we forget we're not professionals. This ain't our day job. Our next show will be recorded on December 30th, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 561 363 6060. You're more than welcome to call into the show. Um, so I don't know what subjects we'll have next week. You can talk about things from this week, last week, whatever you want. If it's political, if it's whatever, call in um, and you can be on our podcast if it's not too terrible. And uh, 
So, yeah, that's enough about CNN. That was pretty depressing, so stick with us. It gets better from here. Pardon me to reiterate, we've talked about the differentiation in her name before, how how she pronounces it different at different times. and other, Like, this is rich. This came out right after our last podcast. And I was like, man, I wish we could have had this on the last one because this is absolutely rich. And I just wonder how many people heard this already. This is the uh, he, this guy refers himself uh, to himself rather is Charlemagne the God, and this is the guy. The only reason I know who this guy is is because this is the guy that Joe Biden told, "If you don't vote for me, then you ain't black." Charlemagne the God now because Comedy Central hasn't been relevant or funny in two decades. Again, another thing we've uh, talked about ad nauseum, and so they have because it's a it's a political propaganda show. They have Kamala and Kamala. So one of the things about the Charlemagne, the not God, is he's known for being hard-nosed and, and, and putting people on the spot. And one thing during her campaign that he did, he, he had asked her what she was listening to in college, and she, she had graduated. And I don't know the exact years, but we'll say, for an example, she graduated in 89. She's like, oh, you know, I was listening to Biggie and Tupac because those are two of the cornerstones in black culture for rap music. Like, it's extremely popular and like basically godfathers of that type of music in a sense. Problem is they didn't break out until a year or two later. So, and I, I want to say maybe it was that that he called her on, but he, he, he gave her, he kind of gave her a hard time. And yeah, then once he was kind of giving Joe Biden a hard time. So that's kind of his thing. So here's a video of him on his not comedy show on, on comedy central with the fake vice president, and we'll dissect it real quick with the video. We're, we're going to start a little bit. It's a long video, and so we butt into this. And when he asks her the next question from when we start this video, you'll hear the her people coming in trying to shut it down and saying we're out of time. And then the the host, the Charlemagne guy, so oh, she can hear me. And this is when it gets contentious because her people, just like with Joe Biden's people, and so if you never saw this ever with Donald Trump or really any president, to my knowledge where they're because Donald Trump like be as bombastic as he was just using him for the example he would take questions at any time from anybody like he would might shut you down and say you know, you know you're fake news I'm not talking to you you're from that network you're going to twist my words which is fine that's not what's happening here like they don't trust these bungling morons they don't trust them to even speak if it's if it's nothing that they can't control and we've seen the cue cards we've we've seen the accounts of of all the pre-screened questions which whenever the, whenever reverso starts to play this if she does not sound like she is addicted to prescription painkillers i'm santa claus like you <laughs> you talk you she's a pillhead hit it and and how people take these issues seriously and so we're going to have to keep fighting on voting rights. We need to pass pa pause the it already. Not only does she change the pronunciation of her name, she changes her uh, her dialect and her uh, accent. So she, she kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm good out a little bit. Like you can, and that's a little over exaggeration on my part the way I did that. But she talks different, same as Hillary Clinton. And it's funny because Hillary Clinton was on this guy's show at one point. She's talking about having hot sauce in her purse. God, dude, just, uh, and, and I implore all the listeners because I know a lot of people like aren't super political to listen to the people that I know that aren't super political, political that listen to this historically don't know some of the things politically. So do yourself a favor and Google Hillary Clinton, Google Hillary Clinton. Uh, I've, I've gone, I've done come too far. It's rich. Just trust me. Uh, and you'll see a good a clip of Hillary addressing a black church. 
it's it's great. It's good stuff. I like to do an imitation of it. I would do it right now, but I'm not in the zone for that. My cousin that went to the pen, he changes his his whole persona when he's around different people like that. Like like his buddies that were in the clink with him? Oh, no. I mean, it can be just on the street. Yeah, like when he's on the street. And he, okay, give me an example of how he regularly talks. Oh, I mean, he'll talk just like you and I are talking. But then when he's around different ethnicities, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he starts doing like that. For real, uh, man? Yeah, yeah, for real. Uh-huh. For real, uh? Uh, yeah. Oh, I know what you're saying. I said you saved me. Uh-huh. My feet hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't even do do. <laughs> no, I mean, because like when you're when you're locked up, that's how they. You know what I mean? I need you to open me up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you just got a case of reverso. It's contagious. I better watch myself. Yeah, I cut that out. No, it's oh, hilarious. No. Leave that. No, I'm not. Yeah. Dude, that's, that was hilarious. Look at him. He loves it. He don't even listen. I'm not leaving that in yeah, there. Yeah, you're like me. Yeah. That's good stuff. I like it. All right, let's hit it. The Voting Rights Advancement Act. We need to pass the Freedom to Vote Act and be relentless about pushing for that, which is what we have been doing and what I certainly am going to keep doing. We need to Pause it again. Keep- I'm sorry. And what that means is they, they want to basically do a what one stealing with absolutely that that would be election stealing if it was already on steroids that would that would be terrible and that's why they're so adamant about it because they're shifting away from the build back better because uh senator manchin from west virginia has not signed on to that and so that that killed that until whenever they reconvene in 2022 and it still looks grim for them on that so they're trying to switch off and start putting all their time and effort into this, into the freedom to vote. Everybody has the freedom to vote legally. It's legal to vote. And so they want to make it it's so obtuse. It's just like everything. And, and I know Rex has said this many, many a time, but the vernacular they use, the terminology is always the opposite with Democrats. You have to switch it. So I'm, I'm sorry. Here we go again. Keep pushing for what we got to do to to really reform the system that we know needs to be reformed with the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. But, you know, again, Republicans stood in the way to get that done. So what did we do? Well, through the Department of Justice, we banned chokeholds and carotid Mm -hmm. holes. We said that law enforcement at, at the federal level, where we have the power to do it without Congress, that they have to wear body cameras when they're serving warrants. Uh, we put in place investigations. Pause it again. Ple- pause it again. There's a lot of a whole lot of material from just a short time of listening to such an idiotic person speak. But notice when this, you know, whatever percent black woman is talking to a black man. You don't appeal to a wider base of uh, they relegate and, and black people allow this. He's allowing her to relegate it to just the stupid talk that specifically what they've engineered for blacks to hold them where they're at in society. So, oh, the George Floyd Policing Act, which for people that aren't aren't acting like criminals, that's not a yeah. a problem. And I don't know. To me, it seems like if I was a black person, I would be insulted by the the grotesque amount of pandering right there. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. All right. 
police departments that are active investigations right now. We are supporting consent decrees. So we are doing those things in the face of Republican opposition, but we cannot give up. None of us can. And, and, and the reality is because the issues are too serious and they impact everybody every day. And I agree with you. They're but very serious. I, who's the superhero that's going to speak against Joe Manchin? No. <laughs> I want to know who's the real president of this country. Is it, Bi is it Joe pause Biden it, and Joe it. Manchin? So this is what I was just referring to. And now you hear that shrill voice. That's them trying to shut down the interview. She's filling with her earpiece. She's flinging her hair back and she's, she's getting upset. But they're trying to stop what they know is coming. And this also coincides with the multitude of counts from her administration of a hostile work environment. You're seeing a mass exodus of not only people from her administration, but also the Biden administration has a lot of people leaving. And... It, they they can't support this woman because of what you're about to see, and there's semblances that with Joe Biden we saw it earlier. He he's a very snippety old yeah. bastard, which I don't think he actually has enough control for that to be an issue because he's just a he's just a, a focal point, like a centerpiece that's not really doing anything policy wise, and, I, and that's probably that's probably one of the reasons that he gets. What I mean, he's always cutting testy, the dog face pony soldier, all that stuff. But he's asking about Joe Manchin because Joe Manchin stopped the build. Build back better, and the thing is that was—he's a Democrat. So she's sitting here blaming Republicans for things being stalled, dude. Even your own people, the infighting amongst the Democrats, because you guys are so cockamamie and insane with what you're doing. So this is this is the rest of it. I'll try not to interrupt anymore until it's over. I'm sorry, I didn't want to interrupt, and I don't think the vice president can hear you. It's the mom. I'm so sorry, Charlie. We have to she, wrap. She can, can hear me. She's <laughs> proclaiming we have to wrap. Can you wrap hear me? Can you hear me, Madam okay, Vice President? Well, I'm sorry. You got a rap, oh. so I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. They're acting like they can't hear me. <laughs> I can hear you. Oh, so who's the I real? So who's the real president of this country? Is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden, Madam Vice President? Come on, Charlemagne. I really. Come on. I, it's Joe Biden. I can't no, tell no, no, sometimes. No, 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 no. It's Joe Biden, and don't start talking like a Republican about asking whether or not he's president. Do you think Joe Manchin and, is and a problem? Joe, and, it's Joe, and it's Joe Biden, and I'm vice president, and my name is Kamala Harris. And the reality is, because we are in office, we do the things like the child tax credit, which is going to reduce black pa child poverty. Quick. I, so I, I lied. I had to interrupt because the list is. That's a different person. She, yeah, she oh, well, she flipped the switch in a second. Right. Well, and but it's not only that, though, for the listeners that can't see this and uh, look it up, you know, um, but her, it, it just by listening to it, you can't see how angry of an expression is on her face. Am I right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Eyes changed. Everything. Yeah, She's her, perked up. Yeah. Her yeah. brow she has a is completely furled. Left, left neck. And not only that, though, she is so haggard looking. Like, she just looks so... Which she always kind of did, because she's a whore. And and you can't edit that. That's real stuff. Like, we've talked about it. Willie Brown, boom. Downtown Willie Brown roasted. So, but <laughs> look how haggard, though. Like, you're just a haggard, worn down... And that's just because you're an angry, feckless idiot that doesn't know what you're doing. You're outclassed. You can't do anything. And so that's what her, that's what her aides are saying, is that she does no prep work. No prep work. And then when she's unprepared, she's mad at them for not being prepared. Yeah. Just a, a true moron, an absolute idiot that, just like I said before, because we all work with somebody, like, I'd love to say the guy's name, but I'm not going to, that, that that we worked with for years that was the same way. And that's what I always said about him. You're like a prostitute that slept, slept her way to the top of a corporation. And that's what this is. That's why you're so outgunned, clueless, idiotic, and useless. I, I can't say, outgunned is, is the perfect word. And I won't interrupt again. 
maybe. Poverty by 50% on track to do that. We do things that are about saying that our Department of Justice is going to do these investigations and require that we end chokeholds and have body cameras. It is the work of saying we're going to get lead out of pipes and paint because our babies are <laughs> suffering because of oh, that. Oh, yeah, they're suffering. It is the work of saying people who ride public transit deserve the same kind of dignity that anybody else does. Okay, so that's enough. That's enough. But, but what does this even mean? Nothing. Yeah, it doesn't mean a damn thing because, like I keep saying, you're worthless. You're not, you, you're useless. And so it's just, it's just crap words. Why are they worried about the kids that they're... And she calls that work. Dude, that's not work. Dignity for people that ride public transit. Define... Whoa, like, and that's what he needs to do. And that's what everybody should do to these morons. Stop. Stop. Stop with the, the fake indignation. Calm down. You're an eccentric bimbo. Whore. So, pause. Hit the pause button. Let's dial it back. Let's calm down. Explain to me how you're going to make more dignity for people that ride public transit. Explain that to me, please. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. It makes no sense whatsoever. To and and but the thing is, and it, it's it's a very typical tactic of people that are full of crap. You're you're saying it angry, and it worked. It worked on this guy when she got angry. He backed That's off because dudes acting like a lady. Just like <laughs> isn't that a song? I mean, isn't he queer? No, I don't think so. He's not when, from that side profile. It looked like he had makeup or something on. Well, yeah, I mean they put makeup on all these idiots. I, I, yeah, I, mean, I mean, it could be, yeah, but I don't think that I don't he know. is. Let's look that. Let's look that up. I mean, who goes by Charlemagne? What dude goes by Charlemagne? <laughs> I mean, come on, come on, man, come on. Seriously, you don't think? No, I don't. I don't think that he's a homosexual. Really. No, but since we're talking about homosexuals, I just would like to take this opportunity to remind Rex when he listens to this that I do still remember Pete. He does have a wife. And let's see. Next up, bear with me, fellows. This is going to be, ladies and gentlemen, bear with me. Uh, this will be a little bit drawn out. Um, this is something that's kind of uh, important to me and fascinating. This is on Gateway Pundit, but it, it's uh, it's their... It's linked to the revolver, which has done a lot of good work on on some of these things. We're going to talk about the uh, January six quote unquote insurrection because they they've just uncovered some good things and kind of compiled some good some good footage and information, which we've talked about Ray Epps before. And one of the things that that I was just thinking to myself when discussing this on a on a comment section, like the uh, Atlas shrugged, who is John Galt, like. Dude, and like the phenomenon of uh, let's go, Brandon. Some I'd love to see take off. Who is Ray Epps? So, and and we'll get into Ray Epps. We've talked about Ray Epps a little bit before. And the guy owns a ranch in Texas. And people have went there that were not at January 6th. They were not at the Capitol on January 6th. And they they question him on film. And, and dude takes off. And then they get questioned. They get visits from the FBI. So, um, again, this is on Gateway Pundit, so let's roll into this. The headline is, Revolver Investigation Exposes Massive Web of Unindicted Operatives Who Coordinated Alongside Ray Epps to Turn January 6th Into a Riot. And what I was saying uh, off the recording just a moment ago to, to the producer, basically what happened, and everybody in a roundabout way knows this, but just to add some specific specificity to it the establishment took trump's rally 
pre-planned with plants like they've had, and we've seen these plants, um, and in several scenarios, these FBI plants, and uh, they they completely turned his rally against him, and and it's, it's a masterful thing they did, as deceitful and dishonest and and uh, awful as it is, but it still isn't what they the 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 media the the media machine of perverts is is pushing it it as so Darren Beatty's revolver news might have just blown the lid off the entire January 6th quote-unquote insurrection narrative on Monday the outlet published another brilliant investigative piece that includes the most explosive damning evidence to date of the federal government's suspected involvement in what the media has shamelessly called the worst attack on democracy in American history obviously my, my speech pattern I get sped up and slow down sped up slow down so we're going to put a link to this on in, in the description to the podcast and because there's a video and some of it, the audio, it, it, you're not able to ascertain what's being said in the audio. And so I, I would request that everybody that w- would check it out, click the link that's in the description. You'll come to this article and you can see some of these videos and read some of the finer details. Because in some aspects, I'm not going to cover every nuance of this article. It's very, very big. There's a lot of compiled information. It's fascinating. And it help, it helps give... It's pretty undeniable when when you look at this stuff, and it, and it's it's totally, it's uh it's it's a little bit mind boggling because, like I've said so many times, the media still has the ability to affect opinion. So when they drone over and over and over, like there's some you know what I mean. Even if subconsciously you kind of accept portions of that constant droning, it's that's why they do it. Um, so again, sorry, rant off. In June, the Gateway Pundit first posted on Ray Epps, the January 6th, quote, protester who was spotted next to John Sullivan, who was urging protesters that weekend to storm the U.S. Capitol. John Sullivan's the, the black guy, the, the bona fide known BLM activist that was filming when Ashley Babbitt got shot. In June, the Gateway Pundit identified Ray Epps as an FBI informant. There's a link to that article in the article that will be linked on the in the description. In October, Revolver News reported on Ray Epps and his antics on January 6th. Revolver's latest investigation breaks down the timeline of events on 1-6 and highlights the network of still unindicted operators who appear to have been at work either with or in response to Ray Epps during the initial breach into Capitol grounds. Unsurprisingly, none of the suspicious individuals who led the charge have received any attention from law enforcement officials, the mainstream press, or even Pelosi's sham witch hunt committee, despite mounting evidence of their coordinated and indispensable roles in starting the incident at the Capitol. The new report again centers around the suspicious action of Ray Epps, who is proving to be more involved than even originally thought, but he doesn't seem to have been acting alone. It's called the Ray Ray Epps breach theory, and it might just be the key to solving what really happened on January 6th. As has been reported, on the night before January 6th, Epps made his plans to breach the U.S. Capitol building very clear, on video multiple times at multiple locations. The next morning, he spent hours instructing others to go to the Capitol. During the initial breach on the West Lawn at approximately 12.50 p.m., Epps was seen leading several of the initial agitators while managing key aspects of the initial breach of the Capitol grounds himself. Here's a video compilation of Epps. I'm getting a little excited. (laughs) <laughs> I, 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 this is giving me anxiety. This makes me like, I, I was just telling the producer off air, you know, people get mad about the, the gay stuff or whatever. This, 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 this winds me up. This, I, I get emotional about this. This pisses me off. Like, well, obviously we were there. It's a, it's a big deal to me. This makes me very angry. So 
Here's a video compilation of Epps showing him in the lead up to the event. He can even be seen whispering in the ear of the first agitator to attack the barricade seconds before the chaos begins. And remember, any of the people that were outlined, they, they've not been questioned, they've not been taken into custody, and they certainly aren't rotting in jail with the other people in, in D.C. And so some of this is unintelligible. Um, at, the, at the last part, when, when he's whispering into the ear, we'll cut it before that. That's why I'd like people to, to click the link and watch the video. It's, it's fascinating, and it's obvious by the guy's body language what he's doing. Totally obvious. So much so, the first part of this compilation video is the night before, so it'll be January 5th, the evening of January 5th, and it looks like he's at Freedom Plaza. I can't, I'm can't. i not 100% sure of the location, but there's obviously a, a contingent of Trump, a large contingent of Trump supporters there, and when he says what he says, you'll hear them start yelling that he's a Fed. It was super obvious even then. Here is that clip. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. No! Peacefully! Fed! 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 Peacefully! Fed! 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 Tomorrow? Pause that for a second. And you're also going to hear, because this was from a live stream, so you'll hear a few curse words playing here in just a second. That's, this is the only footage of it. It was from a live stream, so... Deal with that, number one. Number two, this is about a, what would you say, a 60-year-old, 60 to 65-year-old yeah. guy, yeah. by the way. Yeah. A, kind of a dopey-looking dude. Just a, kind of a kind of a big, kind of just dope. Yeah. It's, and it's totally obvious. So, all right, I'm sorry, continue. Because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need, we need to go. It. I'll say it. All right. We need to go in. Shut the fuck up, Boomer. To the Capitol. Base Fed posting? Yeah. All right. <laughs> we need to go into the Capitol. I didn't see that coming. Okay. Monument Hill. We are going to the Capitol where our problems are. It's that direction. Please spread the word. All right. No, Dave, but one more thing. Yeah, so can we go up there? No? When we go in. Are we going to get arrested if we go up there? So he said, no, one thing, no, to, uh, when we go in, leave this here. I don't want you getting shot. Go ahead and pause that. And so this is where we'll cut it off. And there's there, that was only, that, that's at 58 seconds. There's still uh, another uh, 30, 31 seconds left where you can see him literally lead the charge at the breach of the, the first barrier. And this stuff gets better. Um, this is definitely not everything. And so continuing, this has been referred to as the Big Bang moment that kicked off the riot. The initial breach has been largely blamed on the Proud Boys who had arrived in the area two minutes before, but videos show that a small, quote, breach team led by Epps violently tore through the first barricade on the northwest corner of the grounds at about 12.50, a full 20 minutes before Trump's speech had finished. So at that point, we... We're still down at the... Well, we left, we left roughly 10 minutes. We started to leave before he stopped speaking. So we left about 10 minutes before he stopped speaking. So we would have left right around 1 o'clock. So this had already happened, yeah. and we'll get to some of what we saw in just a moment. This entrance was this entrance was specifically chosen because it was at the intersection that every single person leaving the Trump rally would arrive at first as they made their way to the Capitol. Once several unknown operatives were able to clear the barricades, they had set the trap for the unsuspecting crowd from Revolver. Quote, both the Pennsylvania Avenue and the Constitution Avenue exits from the Trump speech intersect at the exact Peace Monument barricade targeted in advance by the Ray Epps breach team. 
and any of the eight other walkway entrances into the Capitol grounds had been toppled instead, tens of thousands of marchers would have been met by police and metal barricades instead of an open gate. Without police presence or do-not-enter signs prominently visible, people leaving Trump's speech and arriving at the Capitol entrance would have no idea it was illegal to walk through the gate or onto the lawn or up to the Capitol steps. After all, this entire area is ordinarily open to the public, and this part potentially gets worse. I'd like to reiterate that, but if you need to reiterate it, please rewind it. Instead, they heard friendly music and saw the main walkway to the Capitol grounds wide open. These unwitting Trump supporters had no idea they had just crossed an invisible tripwire that would later subject them to federal prosecution for trespassing. Naturally, the crowd funneled through the open area and began gathering on the front of the Capitol steps. This was beginning of the beginning of the so-called insurrection. It was a setup. Again, Everybody knows. We knew as we sat at the airport watching the news. There'd be people going. It, it was a. It was pandemonium, and it was extremely depressing. Um, we and I said it then. Not that I'm Nostradamus. It was obvious that this was all a setup. And again, giving some of the indications of things we saw, which when we'll get to that when it coincides in this story. But I think this is a, a lot clearer explanation of stuff that people already know. But a lot of people aren't doing extracurricular research because you know what the media is droning on about? The January 6th committee lies. So this is our job. How did Epps and his handful of provocateurs pull this off? As Epps was inciting the Big Bang moment, the other operatives were standing by at the ready to spring into action. The Ray Epps breach team, as Revolver calls them, set up an elaborate trap with some individuals pushing back the police in the initial push, then others hauling away or hiding the restricted area signage, the fencing, and the metal barricades while the majority of the crowd was still at the Trump rally. And one vi- and this coincides with exactly everything that we saw. In one video from just after the breach, a man is calmly and methodically cutting down and rolling up restricted area fencing around the crowd. The unknown operative had no Trump gear on and looked completely out of place as if he was out there to do a job. Yet again, I know I'm beating a dead horse. I implore everybody that's listening to this to please click this link and watch this video. It's 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 disturbing to me. Can you play the video? Well, yeah, we'll we'll, oh, we'll we'll play it now. Obviously, it won't benefit the listeners much, but you'll be able to yeah, hear the producer it. in Reverso's response to seeing this for the first time, um, and then we can kind of discuss how out of place this guy actually looks. But so the audio won't do you any good. So please look up the footage. Yeah. Okay. So this is the fence bulwark one. Yes. Just like it's described. Yeah, area closed. I see that. And look, and here he is, all nonchalant, trying not to look obvious, removing it all. And keep in mind, this is while that right while he's doing that, we are still at Trump's speech. So just when when the when the bulk of the real crowd that was listening to the speech shows up, it's all gone. It's all gone. Absolutely. And given that they they nabbed so many people from CCTV footage, cell phone data, and otherwise, you've got good video and good... Look at that photo- photograph of this guy. You're telling me you you don't know who that is? This guy hasn't been arrested. He was never on... Ray Epps, Ray Epps was removed, and that's when those people questioned him. He was removed from the FBI's most wanted list because he was an informant. Online researchers have dubbed this individual... Hashtag fence cutter bulwark being the brand name of his fire retardant jacket. In videos, he can be seen wait, be seen waiting right next to the Ray Epps breach site at 12.31 p.m., which is a full 20 minutes before anything transpired. 
There's a photograph. The Proud Boys, who were officially blamed by the press for the initial breach, wouldn't arrive for at least another 15 minutes. In addition to Fence Cutter Bulwark, videos show that Epps, in addition to several others, had positioned themselves at the site as early as 45 minutes before, a clear indication they were redditing in anticipation of the eventual breach. Also seen 20 minutes before, another one of the key operatives known only as NWS Scaffold Commander, and this one really, really torques me, bad, was stationed on the wall a few feet away from fence cutter bulwark awaiting his signal. Back up. That's that's the one we were just looking at that the producer asked down. That That's the that's fence bulwark. To the very left, go to the next picture. The, the, he's still the same guy on the very left. Next picture, that's, that's the guy we're talking about right now. This odd middle-aged man with glasses, a nerdy mask, and a blue ball cap is who some are, call, are calling the ringleader of the entire operation. NWS Scaffold Commander gets his moniker from being the de facto commander of the central scaffolding tower that overlooked the Capitol's back steps and can be seen on multiple videos on January 6th. Perched atop this tower that served as a perfect central command post that could see the entire area, he used a megaphone to incite and command the crowd below. And when you hear some of the things he's saying, dude, you'll understand why it pisses me off so much. For nearly an hour and a half straight from... About 1 to 2.30, NWS Scaffold Commander's orders rained down on the otherwise leaderless crowd. Quote, don't just stand there, keep moving forward. He repeatedly bellowed through the megaphone. Here's the video of that. You'll have some audio of it. Some of it may be hard to hear. So yet again, please, please, please look it up. And here's that video. Save your country. Don't just stand there. Move forward. Move forward. Help somebody over the wall. Help somebody over the wall. Move forward. Come on, cowboy. Let's go, cowboy. Move forward. So... Why is he not rotting in prison with, yeah. with these people? I mean, that that's, uh-uh. And so, once the crowd had moved forward as far as they could and the first people had actually breached the building itself, the ringleader cranked things up a notch. And th- this is why I wish that uh, Devil's Advocate was here. Quote, okay, we're in, we're in, come on. We got to fill up the Capitol, come on now. We need help, we got to fill up the Capitol. They got in. Does that sound familiar to you, Reverso? Yeah, when we were walking up and there was a guy riding on a bike. Multiple guys yeah, on bikes. Saying, hey, they got in, come on. Yep. And so, and that was roughly, I, I don't know the specific cross street, but I think it's almost exactly halfway up the mall. Yeah, we were I was there when back. the people come on the, I think I was there when the people come on the bicycles yeah, you, you, and you, said that, yeah. You turned around right after yeah. that. Yeah, I was there when they come up on the bicycles and said that. Yeah, because there was like I didn't realize that you were there. Yeah, there at that was point. probably six or eight of them to come to yeah. on the bicycles. And and, said and that. what what was the weird thing about? And I probably the, have them on video. Actually, that would be awesome. Yeah. But my question would be to you: what what stands out to you about the fact that they were on those bicycles? Because oh, those were capital bicycles. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't find, find them at all for two days. Yeah, two yeah. days straight, and there was no and and so the capital overall, especially the day before, was relatively empty. Um, and you could not find one of those bicycles anywhere. And here, and here comes anywheres. I said anywheres, <laughs> anywhere. I would estimate it to be eight to ten of them. And we talked about it over and over. They looked like Antifa types, skinny, long hair, beard. Like they, they looked like Antifa types, malnourished Antifa type liberals. Loving on that soy milk. 
<laughs> dude makes me sick. And so we've got, okay. Uh, so to reiterate, okay, we're in, we're in. Come on. We got to fill up the Capitol. Come on now. We got to, we need help. We got to fill up the Capitol. They got in. As Revolver puts it, the clip below is a checkmate. And here is that video. And now you hear people screaming, don't follow. As if it wasn't bad enough already with the evidence that Epps and the others set the trap and scaffold commander's constant authoritative megaphone orders acted as effective mental and social pressure that was able to manipulate the directionless crowd, the Glowies had manufactured the perfect storm. What's even more incriminating is, as the FedFest's ringleader shouted his commands from his post, Ray Epps placed himself directly below the tower to handle the crowd on the front lines as they clashed with Capitol Police, another clear sign of their coordinated efforts. That makes these two individuals stand out above the rest is the fact that they seemed to work in tandem throughout the entire day, even before the initial barricade breach. Despite all of the mounting evidence that includes clear shots of these individual operatives, not a single one of them has been prosecuted, let alone picked up for questioning by law enforcement officials. They aren't even currently listed on the FBI's January 6th wanted list, according to Revolver. Shockingly, things get even weirder. Epps and his breach team were not even the first ones to trespass on the Capitol grounds on January 6th. The first man who crossed the line is an unknown, unindicted individual who is being called the hashtag be civil guy from revolver be civil guy was the first guy who broke upfield toward the second police line way past the quote restricted area fencing and he did so before ray epps and company breached the first police line at 12 50 p.m and before any fencing came down from the efforts of black ski mask and his team how do we know that see the below image which is just I'm sorry, which is from just 30 seconds before Ray Epps and company will breach the first police line and streams of people will shoot up the walkway. You will see B-Civil Guy is first and farthest up the field. At this moment in time, no breach had happened yet. No officers have been harmed or forced back, and there is no guarantee that the Trump rally will get out of hand that day as no barricades have yet been pushed over. At this moment in time below... Immediately before the breach, B-Civil Guy is the deepest trespasser of any tens of thousands of Trump supporters in D.C. Here's the image showing the man well ahead of anyone else before the breach. And so we have the photograph, actually two. While everyone was focused on the commotion from Ray Epps' breach team, B-Civil Guy was heading in the opposite direction toward a Capitol Police team on Capitol grounds. He can be seen an image approaching them with his hands up, trying to flag them down. Something isn't adding up here. Revolver continues. So what explains B-Civil Guy's bravery or insanity? What motivated him to illegally trespass way up the lawn by himself, then wave down a whole squad of Capitol cops stationed at the second perimeter before the first police perimeter, perimeter line had even been breached yet? What kind of January 6th protester is so, quote, extremist, he brings a giant bullhorn to the rally, then risks death as the first man to illegally bum-rush the Capitol lawn, but is also so anti-extremist, he blows off Trump's final speech in office and uses his bullhorn to play hall monitor to his minor side crowd. And if he wanted to stop the crowd's lawbreaking, why didn't he tell the crowd to move back behind the first barricades instead of telling them, 
come down to the inner perimeter of the next police line. In all, the evidence just keeps adding up to indicate that this insurrection was manufactured by rogue federal agencies within the D.C. swamp. As of now, the most plausible scenario, especially considering the FBI's lack of interest in these individuals, indicates that a group of government-sponsored operatives were instructed to arrive at the breach site just before the arrival of the Proud Boys who were scapegoated by the bootlicking media for the the initial assault. Once inside, key figures such as Epps and Scaffold Commander directed the crowd to, quote, move forward while others remained at the entrance to hide the barricades, fencing, and signage. If Epps or any of the others turn out to have been government operatives, then the left's entire, quote, Trump insurrection narrative completely falls to pieces, and this becomes a clear case of entrapment, especially when you factor in the fact that Scaffold Commander's constant instructions to the crowd were to fill up the Capitol and keep moving forward, which are statements that go well beyond the strong, suggestive language that government informants are required to stay within in order to avoid entrapment. Read Revolver's full, extremely in-depth investigation with even more details and shocking revelations with a link. To this day, and almost a full year later, hundreds of Americans are still being unlawfully held in the D.C. gulag over the bogus, quote, insurrection as Nancy Pelosi and Sham January 6th committee continue their unconstitutional witch hunt. They have had all of this information and so much more since the very beginning, but have done nothing but railroad their political opponents to crush their dissent. This is criminal. Absolutely agree. And since that was so long-winded, I don't know how long we've been on this evening, um, and that was emotionally draining for me. I'm triggered. (laughs) I mean, how does that make you feel having been there? Just all the trickery involved, you know? I mean, it's not really, it's not surprising. Sadly, it's not surprising. I don't know, it really kind of leaves me speechless. Yeah. It's, to me, it's it, it's it's predictable. Um, just yeah. knowing how, like like what we talked about with, with how how nasty the, the individuals that are in media that, that they help, you know, not only propagate, but then disseminate lies. But when you see the foot soldiers... Like this, like, you rotten, you rotten little bastards. And, like, my thing is, Ray Epps, FBI informant, for him to be an informant, you know, you don't just wake up and be an informant. What is his background? For him to be an informant, he's had... Uh, well, the, the, there's uh, there was a former Army Ranger in Florida, and I think they arrested him. I think he's in D.C. jail, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that, but... He had his home security camera footage of FBI coming to him prior asking him to infiltrate the Proud Boys and, and be an informant. So I'm sure they, they probably asked that of a lot of people, And which Ray Epps just looks like a dirt bag. He, I, I don't know if he's – I don't know what his background is. It just it but, just it irritates me. It, excuse my language. It pisses me off knowing that we went there for one purpose – and basically, we were just baited and switched to just crumble everything that we were going to try to prevent. And, and, and yeah, and that's a good point because make no mistake, the, one of the reasons they set this up is to avert, just, just like you saw the, those senators that were going to object to those fraudulent votes flip. They did it on the pretense of, of a quote-unquote insurrection, which, keep in mind, zero yeah. people, zero have been charged with sedition or insurrection. So... That you know that they went, they will go. This is the links. Look, I think we laid out. Well, I'm sorry. I think we covered a story where Revolver laid out some extremely compelling evidence that I believe to be accurate 
especially considering we saw people imploring us to go in there that looked out of place with our own eyes, just like the John Sullivan guy looks completely out of place. Ray Epps looked out of place. Everybody that we talked about in that article this evening, and again, our, our listeners can go to those links and look at these pictures and videos, and they're all compiled there, so it's easy. They're all out of place. Their behavior is not, it doesn't coincide and with with everyone else's behavior on, on that day. And keep in mind, they weren't, I think it's a pretty strong statement, the fact that y'all weren't at Trump's speech. So there's Ray Epps the night before talking about going to the Capitol. You didn't even watch the guy's speech. It's, it's not possible that the time constraints, because the, the distance between his speech and the Capitol, it's, it's over a mile. It seems like it took us a good 10 minutes at least to walk that. Oh, it's longer than that. It's half an hour. Dude, it's yeah. a mile. Like in a, a crowd of thousands and thousands of people. And we never, obviously, we only made it rough, like I said, roughly halfway. So the the point where the, I I think we saw them, I think if you were there, then we saw them at that, the people on the bikes at the cross street. We went to the very next cross street. Yeah, because we were sitting on the bench, and that's when they passed by us, right? No. Well, I believe you were sitting, but we were, we had moved up to the very edge of the road. That's when, that they yeah. rode by on the yeah. across street. Yeah, because I was sitting on the bench right there. Is that when I think you were no, no, we had already left him at the bench. I thought, yeah. So no, the producer was not there for that. Then he didn't, he didn't see that. I was not there for what the bikes. That I I don't think that because that was. I remember seeing the guys on the bike. Maybe y'all had already left. Yeah, and and that's when they were. But I remember seeing the guys on the bikes because they came through behind me. Yeah. And so maybe they passed me, and then they passed you. I would assume that they were riding around saying that to as many people because. Again, the, the because they were on the outside of the crowd, like on the building side of the yeah, crowd. Well, and, and then they came up way. to that intersection and turned right to yeah. come in front of us. So yeah. they would have probably came behind you then. Yeah, that's what they did. Yeah, it's just, it's bonkers, dude. If this, this proves anything, there, there's no links they won't go to to not examine election fraud, and this is just one of them. Like they they didn't want any kind of a 12 day stay period where they could look at some of the specific fraud accusations. They didn't want to do that. And and because each each objection on singular case, whatever the the objection was from each individual senator would have been a two hour examination because so with as many as there was that could have been the, drug out for uh, several days easily and that's what they wanted to avert and there's also so it was uh, Mike Pence's I want to say his chief of staff and is it Mark Short if I'm not mistaken. He was instrumental, and I've known this for a long time. That 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 information was out pretty quick, but he was he was pushing the whole time as Trump was trying to get to get Pence to to not certify. It was it was Pence's chief of staff that was really really pushing him to to do that. And and like I said, I want to say it was last week or the week before. You know, Mike Pence, they're looking at the polling, and so he can even still get nine percent, which as far as the public opinion polling for a Republican presidential nominee in twenty twenty four, Pence is nine percent, and. We'll say DeSantis is maybe sixteen, and of course Trump is sixty. So he's yeah. Trump's untouchable in, in that regard. So as far as like pub, like the Republican opinion polls, uh, Trump's barred by far and above at the very top. And one of the things that that I did want to mention that I forgot to mention earlier when we were talking about uh, some of the vaccine stuff is I'm noticing on so many of the comment sections, and it's kind of the same phenomenon as what we're seeing here with these plants. And like what there was some more information as far as some examination of extra emails that uh, the WikiLeaks drops from the DNC and Hillary Clinton, John Podesta and, and all those people where they had a lot of specific 
because there's it was such a trove of things and people are still sifting through some of the, the finer points of these emails because it's just so many. And how they before during the twenty sixteen campaign, they were buying these Craigslist ads and doing these different things as Republicans, as like as if they were Trump's campaign. To, and like was just blatantly weird stuff. So for an example, an ad, you can come work for Trump, but he's going to call you honey and he might do this and you need to look attractive. So basically like the shallow, like to make him to look scummy, like they did, like, and so they go the extra mile. Like this is the type of stuff they do. And especially when you're talking about the Clintons and really this is, this is small fry stuff compared to some of the, I'm sure there's stuff of a lot more magnitude that people will stoop to these lows to go to. But, like, that's what their disgusting little campaign staffs come up with. and But I think the, even those in e- emails were indicating it goes higher higher to the top. But one of the things I'm seeing on these comment sections is the same thing. People disguising themselves as Trump supporters saying, oh, well, Trump said, because he said this week that he got a booster shot and that he recommends you get the vaccine, but he doesn't think any, it should be a personal choice. I don't have a problem with that. I... I I think they, with the amount of evidence that is out there now, I don't think it's a, per, my personal opinion is, it's not a smart idea to, to get that, in my opinion, my opinion's irrelevant. So, but these people, oh, well, Trump's pushing this death jab. You're, you're not, it's not real. Like, it's this. It's, dude, it's the Juicy Smollett. This is fake. Like, this is a fake thing. And uh, it, it's kind of, it's, so it's like Lincoln Project type people. Uh, also, pedos, by the way. There's, uh, anybody notice a common theme here? Just still think about all this, all this crap that's um, coming out, you know, about, about the, the January 6th deal. And just all the time and the effort, the sacrifices that we made going there to stand up for what, right, what, what we believe in and all the cover up and everything that's happened since then. And it's like, I just uh, feel like, I know you got to be careful what you say, but it's like, man, how much do you just, how much do you tolerate? How, how long does it go on? You well, know, the, when does it stop? The, the thing is this podcast wouldn't exist if none of that happened. So that was like the inception of this. And so, and we're coming up. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, when does it stop? I mean, you know, and yeah. Okay. If, if Trump runs again. Oh, th- this never stops. That, that's the thing. There's no end. In, this this is this is uh, life on earth. Yeah, I know. This, it never. Okay, it never stops. All yeah, right. Yeah, okay, corruption. Now. Corruption will always exist. Evil will always exist. This is Satan's domain. Yeah, and, I know, and it, it will continue to get worse. Okay, but my question is, if Trump runs again, and what happens if it's same thing over again? What happens if? My my opinion. Yeah. I, my opinion's worth what you paid for it, like I always say. My opinion is, but hold on just a second, because I have one thing I, I wanted to cover that, that I actually forgot about and forgot to write down. And this is this will be good that, that we're talking about this. We've talked about the influx of Republicans and all, at all levels of the election committee where people can volunteer. I think, and, and like I said before, I think the, the Let's Go Brandon is at least somewhat of a bellwether, a measuring stick for public discourse where we're at and it's organic it's everywhere i've seen it on multiple vehicles this week alone some of it in shoe polish some of them custom made reversos wearing an f joe biden shirt right now literally stars and stripes fjb reverso style get some like i said before people don't this is large mass of people the the way we live not necessarily homogenous so people aren't like a collective hurt, like it's crazy because to, to say this, a lot of people were based on fear of getting sick and dying. 
but it doesn't seem to be the, it doesn't seem to be the same for fear of incrementally losing your freedom if if this makes sense like why why are people and that's kind of been one of my things throughout this entire the entirety of this this stuff since coronavirus started like why are people not clinging to their freedom like it's their firstborn child because it is that important you once it's gone you don't get it back people died for all of this and that sounds cliche it sounds melodramatic but that's the honest truth a lot of sacrifices were made prior to our existence that that people are forfeiting because they're ignorant to what it took to actually get there and and people should never ever for fear or nothing give up your freedom and not one iota what not one ounce of freedom for any safety and the founding fathers were very specific about giving up freedom for quote unquote safety don't do it never do that that long-winded rant to say i believe that if they were to try this again the people are not going to stand for it i i think it'll i think that would be a trigger mechanism i think it would be a turning point and i think it would be a linchpin if they try to do it again i don't think people are going to take it laying down i think things would get ugly that's my opinion and so the other thing that i want to talk about uh precinctstrategy.com everybody check this out what and it, i'd please check this out because everybody's always asking. And, and like, th- this is one of the things. Our, our podcast keeps growing. This And everybody, what, what people do, everything looks different. This is what we decided to do. Everybody remembers Devil's Advocate was on the first show that, like, as we came home, this was his idea. So, and he's a listener now. This was his idea to do this. And this is just how that's, is, so this organically occurred because of that frustration. That's where this came from. And so I've had so many people contact me and, and even tell me that I know that man I, I didn't know this I didn't know this and I found I found out about this on your show so we're, this is this is our job now so not a paying one by the way but that's okay <laughs> if you, hey if you like share and subscribe and mostly share the share is the most important <laughs> thing maybe we could someday it's a fantasy and. And before I get into this uh, precinct strategy, I'll say this before we close out the show. I know I said it once, but the next show will be Thursday, December 30th. Um, so 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern time. The phone number is 561-363-6060. You don't have to worry what we're talking about. You can talk about whatever you want as long as it's it decently within relation to what we're talking about. Please, anybody, everybody call in. We'll have a good time. I promise. Um Precinct, what is precinct strategy? Precinct committee men are people like you and me who represent voters in the community and make up the foundation of all political parties. The goal of precinct strategy is to help the Republican Party succeed in three ways. Number one, influencing the policies and overall direction of the Republican Party. Two, deciding who represents the Republican Party when running for public office. Number three, electing leaders of the Republican Party who truly represent the people. And so this is where... The goal, become a patriot. Help change the Republican Party. This is easy stuff. This is volunteer work that anybody can do and fill up these spots that that aren't being taken. And it's actually pre- pretty pretty influential thing and a pretty good, good spot to be. This is where people can affect change. So everybody's always asking, what, what can you do? What can you do? Everybody, all the time. Precinctstrategy.com. Check it out and see if it's something you might like to do because everybody can do it where they live at a local level. Look at it. Become a committeeman period. Check it out. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. But if you want to do something, it's not going to cost you anything, but you can become involved in the election process and political process at that level. And heck, maybe some people will turn into something more. So there's that. And we will close it with this evening. And yeah. And you know, something else, the footage that we saw here from January 6th, I mean, 
pick up a camera. Yes. You know? That, I mean, that, that's one regret I have that I didn't wear a camera there. Yeah, and I did. I had one on my head. Yeah. And I recorded a bunch I of I should stuff. have worn one on my foot. <laughs> I don't know. We're not talking about upskirts. We're talking about. <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh Touche. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I need to look through mine because I may have Ray Epps. And I may have. Uh, I know you will. Like, now, because he's, he's like a bloodhound. I can tell you're into it. You're on to it. Yeah. And I may have the dudes on the bike. If you have the dudes on the bike, man, that I would love to see that. And that, that, and that, that's the, that's really the only singular instance I can think to where I regret not having a camera. I took just, I, I think I took two cell phone videos of just the crowd size and a few pictures of, like, I think I have me and uh, Devil's Advocate at the uh, Thomas Jefferson Memorial. And just, uh, I was in front of the night before I was in front of the Trump hotel. I got a picture there with our state flag of Cambodia or wherever it is we live. Good night. Good evening. Good morning. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Hope you enjoyed it and tune in next week, please like subscribe and share, but mostly share. Have a good evening. (laughs) 